Welcome to Tap Connect, the digital transformation podcast. Today's episode, we have Paul George and Sachin Chudasama, two experts in the field of digital transformation. Together, they will be discussing the impact of technologies such as AI and no code, which is driving intelligent digital inspections. So join us as we explore these future technologies and the impact EVs will have on the automotive industry. Hi, Paul. Hi, Sachin. Paul, today we're going to talk about a topic that's really close to our hearts, and that's automotive. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we're a right pair of petrol heads, both being really interested in cars. Um, Petrol heads. So, uh, yeah, with combustion engines soon to be no more, and it's just going to be, what, electric vehicles and maybe hydrogen cars as well. I don't think we can be called petrol heads anymore. So, what, we're going to be called electric heads? Mm, Don't sound the same, though, does it? I prefer petrol heads. I think we'll stick to petrol heads no matter what. So, Sachin, we're here today to discuss and talk about um, digitisation for automotive. Um, We've seen quite a lot of change in the last 20 years. We certainly have. So, obviously, people in the automotive industry have been using traditionally pen and paper. And, obviously, they're moving over to using digitised methods, whether it be tablets, mobile devices, etc. And the whole point behind it is to bring that data into reality in real time. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, there are still people out there, there's still businesses that are using paper um, and spreadsheet systems to run their businesses in automotive. Um, Much of the larger businesses have have digitised, but um, there's still sort of gaps and holes in their processes where they still are using paper template forms and spreadsheets. But we've... um, Obviously, we've seen a lot of digitisation um, and some really large organisations as well have digitised with us. Um, one of the largest rental businesses, certainly in the UK, but have got quite a global presence as well. Um, and they've digitised using this platform. Um, we've seen the um, what you could describe them as a fourth emergency service, um, uh, quite well known, but um, they've... Uh, embraced digitization as well moved away from these sort of paper processes and manual processes and spreadsheets and we've also seen the largest uk independent inspection services that works on behalf of all the big brands uh, move away from paper again template forms uh, and spreadsheet processes so paul why are we seeing this big change in the industry is it because vehicles are now considered as a uh, a monetary item and obviously the asset needs to be inspected at various stages. Is it, do you reckon that's true? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of processes that have been digitised. Um, we've seen, what, sales, um, the sales process, so it's been introduced there to capture um, data on people, uh, on leads um, for brochures and test drives. I mean, all that used to be on paper. And like you say, that becomes not reportable because it's sort of stuck on there as an image. Whereas if you capture it electronically, you can put that in a database in a structured way and you can get all the reporting. And you can also get real-time processing and real-time visibility of that as well. I mean, I remember back, um, this was about this was one of our first clients about 20 years ago. They collected their leads um, data on cards, on paper cards. Um, so postcodes were written down wrong, addresses were written down wrong, sometimes Names weren't even recorded by mistake. There was no contact details. All those kind of things, when you put them into a digital format onto an application, you can put mandatory controls on there and validation, and you can then ensure that you capture all the required data. It won't actually let you submit the form unless it's validated data in there. You've captured it all. So, um, yeah, 
by digitizing these processes have made them more valid, like you say, um, they're there in real time, um, they can be processed. In fact, I think, if I remember right too, they we had to slow the process down. You could instantly get a brochure as an electronic form in an email and you could still be on the stand or at the dealership and it might be just a little bit too soon. You want to actually delay that. Maybe that's what they get when they get home. So it's kind of waiting for them there, you know, in their email or not really before. So yeah, lots lots of processes digitized. It was that. Um, we've also got um, vehicle movements, um, vehicle inspections, um, vehicle repairs. All these processes have been digitized. So Paul, um, the good thing about using obviously technology to drive data is not only for obviously digitizing processes that are obviously previously manual, but also compliance because obviously GDPR is obviously the big thing at the moment, making sure that obviously user data is actually captured in a meaningful way and also marketing options and various other compliance is actually met. So obviously tell us more about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, when you when you move it to a digital format, that's that's actually much more easy to de to actually deliver, um, and um, and keep to that legislation. So um, when you actually capture somebody's personal details um, against an inquiry about a vehicle, say for instance, um, they would um, normally t sort of tick a box to actually say, "Yep, I'm happy that my information has been handled in this way," and we can obviously. You can, you, they can be delivered that digitally as well. And that can be changed quite easily too, whereas on paper processes, you know, that's not easily changed. Yeah, it's all disconnected. Absolutely. And, that, mm. and then you need to have a whole sort of process around the paper form itself as to, you know, how, where do I store it? Um, where do I move that data to if I do? Uh, what happens if I get a request for that data to be destroyed? What's the process to follow for that? So that's much more complicated when you actually use it, when you're actually doing it manually. So as um, businesses normally say, the new oil is actually the data. So the data is the new oil within a business. So obviously, uh, as I've seen as well, uh, doing some analytics, I've seen uh, in the events and marketing uh, world, um, I've seen um, women, for example, when they're buying vehicles, they'll actually say, I've got to consult my husband. Um, so you can actually see these buying habits and using a wide array of data uh, that's been captured, you could actually start to profile uh, leads. So you can actually say that, you know, if there's a lady or a gentleman of a certain age um, who's got a, you know, a vehicle that needs to be obviously traded in uh, for them to buy a new one, then obviously the actual lead capture will actually then decipher what vehicle and what buying process they'll go through um, as the next stages. So the data is really interesting. You're right. It becomes like oil, as valuable as oil to a business. I would say it's their most valuable asset. And we've, we've had this conversation many times. We know it's their most valuable asset. It, it uh, gives you a lot of insight. So we know without data, we don't have management information, MI. We don't have business information, BI. Um, we don't have machine learning. Machine learning needs data for that. Um, and of course, what's the big one everyone's talking about? AI you know, it needs data as well. So by capturing that data digitally and getting good historic data, very granular data as well, as you said, buy-in trends can be seen through that data. I mean, we've seen also um, predictive predictive data in respect that, you, you know, inspections we know is a very common um, process that's been digitized. 
and um, you can start to predict when a vehicle is actually going to break down or a part's going to fail. Um, so yeah, lots and lots of rich information that's um, not nigh on priceless to a business. That's an interesting topic, um, Paul, because um, I remember we did a project for a client and this particular client had data spanning years and years. And quite clearly, we could actually give them some predictive analytics. So based on a 2008 Ford Fiesta done 60,000 miles, we could actually tell the inspector the ball joints will fail. The gearbox may be a bit iffy. The clutch may be on its way out. So we're actually prompting the inspector on a digital tablet to say, look at these items first before they move on to their next topic in terms of the inspection process. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've and I know also you can go down to granular detail there if a vehicle's done, I don't know, low mileage, it's only doing five thousand miles a year. Um, it could be not necessarily a time that it happens. It could be due to lack of use sometimes. So if it's not used enough, we've we've seen vehicles that have been running at 12,000 miles a year and they don't have the problems that the cars, the, 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 you know, the drives of vehicles would have only been using them 5,000 miles a year. So, uh, um, you know, I knew that from my petrol head uh, comment earlier that there are vehicles there that it's actually unhealthy for them to be sitting in a garage doing no miles at all. They need to be run. So, Paul, if you kind of look at the whole kind of um, automotive industry at a bird's eye view, it's all about money. I mean, in 2021, um, the UK um, uh, industry, the automotive industry in the UK was 67 billion. Um, and that was pumped into the economy uh, by the manufacturers, component manufacturers, automotive manufacturers. There was 14 billion profit um, that was experienced by these component and automotive manufacturers. I think there was about 7 billion in R&D. So obviously, it's a money machine. Um, and obviously, using digitization using technology that ring fences ROI for any business because they're actually using technology to drive their assets they're actually sweating their assets the more you inspect a vehicle the more you are obviously on top of the vehicle and that means you can actually run it for longer so Sachin we've digitized all manner of processes but the one process the common process that goes for all of these um, different types of digitization projects let's say that we've delivered on has been um, inspections so vehicle inspections and of course that's not just been about an inspection of a condition and report um, but it can be an inspection you know before a repair it can be respect an inspection before a movement um, for responsibility and once it's dropped off an inspection for a handover so all sorts of inspection of course there's a rental inspections as well so um, I mean what the, the just explain the technology um, beneath this that's delivering all these inspection processes? Good question, Paul. So, Paul, we've seen um, the adoption of no-code technology. And what that means is basically our platform has a number of pre-built controls. So traditionally, software is written um, using lines and lines of code. Um, we have pre-built controls, which means that people can use our controls to their benefit, let it be vehicle checks, um, integration into third-party systems, HPI lookups, for example. Um, we actually massage data in real time. So fire off a vehicle registration number to an API and we just get back the vehicle make, model, color, number of seats, engine size. Whereas traditionally, those things could take ages, could take you know minutes. Um, it's all manually 
written down yeah. or manually keyed in, yeah. uh, which is prone to error. Yeah, I mean, you say minutes, but obviously minutes per inspection and there's thousands of inspections being done. That all adds up, of course, over time. Absolutely. So, Sachin, no code for our audience. There's going to be a lot of people out there, maybe the majority that haven't actually heard of that term. And, of course, we know for our conversations with clients that is much the case at the moment, although we absolutely know that's going to change over the next months, maybe a couple of years. So, no code. It shortens the software development life cycle. Um, it means you can build applications much quicker. I know against um, traditional development, it's at least can be at least 20 times quicker. Um, you can do it with smaller teams and you can do it at a much more lower cost. So if you can do it at a lower cost, obviously that's going to give a great business case for digitization. So Paul, we've covered a lot in this podcast. We've covered the past, the current. Let's look at the future. There was a big change in the future as we alluded to with the and everybody knows no more combustion cars in the next few years it's all going to be evs it's all going to be or maybe hydrogen cars as well the whole platform is changing um so one thing i know about that is the fact that well brakes for instance on cars they'll last the lifetime of a vehicle um no more combustion engines so what is, what happens there it's all what is it trays of batteries and you know built into the subframes yeah, so uh, a, a vehicle um, has 30,000 components. Um, I think manufacturers are going to be tier one manufacturers of their own components within vehicles. So we're going to see a big change in the automotive industry. So the good thing is manufacturers will become tier one software providers as well. So they'll be making software that drives their own components within vehicles. Um, as we know, EVs, they've got no engines so EVs are very easy to service. Um, EVs are more kind of electronic, if you think about it. Each and every component within the actual EV vehicle will be computerized where the actual dealership will know when it's going wrong. So it will take out the customer um, or negate the customer as the middleman because the dealership will know when the vehicle has an issue and it will actually book the vehicle in for it will be on behalf of the customer. Yep. We know that um, vehicles now, um, the electric vehicles especially, have anything up to or around 3,000 microchips um, built within the car to make them operate. And um, your servicing, yeah, for sure, is going to, it's not going to be as much as a, because there's no, no moving parts in that respect. There'll still be some sort of servicing there, but a lot of this stuff's going to be done over the air. Um, just like our PCs will download an update vehicles will be downloading updates um, and of course I'm understanding also that they can you, you, you can increase the, the speed of a vehicle with a software upgrade um, obviously at the moment combustion engine with an ECU on there you can get them what's the term chipped yeah yep you can get them chipped <laughs> and you can turn something that's got I don't know 200 brake horsepower into 250 with the press of a button um, that has to happen with the ECU being interrogated and it's a manual process, but things in the future are going to be software-driven and over the air. So, Paul, we've had a fantastic time talking about automotive, but I think we've got to wrap it up now. I think we've said enough today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really enjoyed it, and I look forward to the next one. Thanks, Sachin.